Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared Petty. I'm joined today by the best gem. <gasps> I'm a gem. I, are you a gem? I, I wish. Don't know. That'd be really you cool. Be a gem? I mean, they're incredible. So I don't know. Yeah, you could be a gem. I'd be I, down. I, I was going to, you know, everybody asks. Well, first off, this is Pockets Full of Soup. Also, you're, I'm, I'm Miranda Sanchez. Hello. That's right. You're Miranda Sanchez. <laughs> by the way. Uh, and we're talking about Steven Universe. And mm. if you don't know anything about Steven Universe, don't turn this off quite yet. Instead, <laughs> well, yeah, not yet. But also just go watch Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah, go watch Steven Universe, <laughs> then come back. Because, you know, get at least as far as Laser Light Cannon and, and come back, I think. Okay, uh, that's fair. Watch the first 22 minutes of the show because it's 11 minute episodes. But we're here to talk about Steven Universe. Pockets Full of Soup is the storytelling show about people and things we're thankful for. Hmm. And I can't think of a lot in the world, and that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. A lot in the world that I'm more grateful for than Steven Universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you too then. Gosh, I, it's just kind of an incredible meld of classic cartoon meets anime. Yeah. I mean, obviously because we'll get into it with Rebecca Sugar and like her background with animation and like what she liked growing up, but just kind of essentially having a Western magical girl series realized to be perfect for both children and adults is incredible. So people who aren't rare. familiar with anime, what's what's a magical girl series? So like Sailor Moon is the yeah. easy one, Cardcaptor Sakura. Um, there's tons of them out there. And obviously it's just about usually young women and them and having their powers and kind of going through adolescence and figuring themselves out and just all sorts of different themes. There's also a lot of uh, battle royale th- themed magical girl stuff, but let's not get into that. No, but um, and Steven Universe <laughs> follows some of that template. Yeah. So like some of that magical girl stuff, just because um, reading into some of the background of Steven Universe, Rebecca Sugar was very into magical girl stuff and a lot of the staff was as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and anime generally and Final Fantasy and just all sorts of geeky media from Japan as well. And you see all these themes that pop up through it and it's just delightful. Steven Universe is my favorite animated series. As a matter of fact, wow. it's one of my all-time favorite television programs. Uh, it, it's I'm drawn me in like few things. You too. Yeah, I, I remember watching it just one summer. I was sitting on the couch. I was like, oh, I saw so much fan art for Steven Universe at Fanime. Yeah. And I was like, I should probably watch this. And so I finally just sat down and like, watched all of that was available on Hulu and was just like in tears every <laughs> few episodes and just sobbing and just eventually started sitting with a box of tissues. And I was just like, this is my life now. <laughs> and that's what you do. It's alternately laughing and crying and probably yeah. a little more crying. It's like crying, than... but also good crying, which yeah. is nice. Like it's not just sad. And like the things that are sad are very real and impressive in how they're set. And the times when it's like the good crying too, it's just like the best good cry you get. What brought you into it? Uh, you, you mentioned you, you kind of fan did, art. just, just the fan art. Yeah. So you, so, Seriously, so just the overlap between yeah. the anime community and the show was so impressive. And I just know that like so many of my friends had watched it, just Twitter friends. And then of course, like I said, just fanime blew me away. Cause I've almost every person artist ally had something from Steam Even Universe. Mm-hmm. Like, Every few. Why least. do you think that? What, what is it? Is it the is it the distinctiveness of the art style? Is it the power of the storytelling? Is it how much the show's extraordinarily visual, even for a cartoon? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the cartoonists themselves are are as instrumental in the writing staff as putting together the storylines. We uh, that that's something I've been very apparent about. Why do you think it's it's grabbed the fan art community so strongly? Well, I mean, it's just there's a lot to identify with too, and how diverse the cast is and diverse the themes it tackles it's, it's also very mature for a cartoon yeah. um, which is nice because i think that's one thing at least 
from my perspective that a lot of anime fans like is that anime gets mature themes and tackles a wider variety of things aside from just being what modern cartoons are in the U.S. It's just either very cynical and parody or straight up comedy. It's kind of gross or it's kind of boiled down to this weird just made for children kind of talks down a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's of course not all cartoons, but that's kind of I think the mindset a lot of networks go with whenever they're just trying to shove out things. It's like this is a cartoon that we're making. When but you're I think, trying to get it greenlit in the board meeting, right. those are the templates you go with because people are familiar but with But thankfully like there's always of course every cartoon that comes out within every generation that's defies that. Mm-hmm. Like Steven Universe is one of those. And like there's yeah. a so much more that I think Cartoon Network specifically is doing really well too, and Nickelodeon to an extent sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a Steven Universe <laughs> delightful. H- no, yeah, everything yeah. you're saying is resonating for me. Let's uh, let's back up a little for folks that uh, whether you are or aren't familiar, hmm. it's Magical Girl Show, but there's a difference. But yeah, it stars a boy. <laughs> it's it stars. So, yeah, okay. Let's. Well, yeah. While its themes may have a lot of crossover with that, with transformations and weapons and just like a team of women plus Steven, you know, there's just a delightful theme through that, of course. But aside from that, Steven Universe is about a boy named Steven. And these aliens essentially called the Crystal Gems and him being both a gem and a human. Yeah. And uh, him kind of just learning about himself and his powers and how to be a gem. And the Crystal Gems, literal like like crystalline life forms yeah. that, that manifest themselves as, as humanoid creatures. Uh, and Steven has one in his belly button. He's yep. got his own gem, but he's also part human. And I'm not going to go too far down that. So we have Steven, his mother, Rose Quartz, who's, mm-hmm. who is strangely... We'll get to that later, probably. Yeah, <laughs> a- absent but present from yeah. this. I mean, one of the most... I don't remember who I read that said, you see Rose Quartz the least, and she's maybe the most present character on the show, mm-hmm. uh, which which is very strange. Um, but not in the nanny Muppet babies way, in a very different, more meaningful <laughs> way. Uh <laughs> But, oh uh, gosh, Muppet Babies. And what's that? I said, oh gosh, Muppet Babies. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's the secret. Rose Quartz is is Nanny. Wow. Yeah, you heard it here first. And then Greg, uh, the father, mm-hmm. uh, who is an interesting human being. Greg Universe is the Halloween costume I've never done that I really just need to go ahead and do. I, I think you're I need perfect. To, yeah, I kind of I kind of <laughs> look like if I just grew this into a bald guy mullet, I'd pretty much be there. I think um, Steven's there between these people, and and how. how here he is living in a beach house mm-hmm. with these crystal gems. Tell us a little bit beach about City. these three people. Yeah, so the crystal gems at the beginning of the series, I don't want to get too spoilery, yeah. um, are just the only we know. And they're essentially, they're like superheroes. Um, they live in Beach City with Steven in their own little hideout, essentially. Though it's very open. It's just on the beach and it's really beautiful. Um, and they kind of fight these monsters that are also gems. Yeah. Uh, and they poof them and then they put them in their lair and they say... See you later. Put them in little bubbles in yeah. a cave. And you're just like, okay. And that's, that's kind of the basic nutshell of it. It's like them fighting with Steven against these kind of different gems and, yeah, bubbling and when, them. And when you start watching it, like, this is kind of interesting. And there's these wonderful musical numbers. And there's mm-hmm. these sudden moments of deep and beautiful insight. But then, like, this is... And then it just keeps going. So, the St- I don't know if you've listened to it, but there's a Steven Universe official podcast mm-hmm. from Cartoon Network. And it is... Excellent. Yeah. I'm only listening to a few episodes. And it's interesting listening, especially to Rebecca Sugar, the person who created it, um, yeah. talk about the process of making Steven Universe and how first they're like, you have to start simple. Start with the basics. Mm-hmm. And then you add on more. And then more. 
and then more. And that's what it does. And it does it so well. So it's like, while well, you start off at first with this, oh, these are like almost superhero-esque mm-hmm. kind of team. And like, that's not at all what it's really about. And suddenly I'm like, I'm crying then because it's just like the my, rock lady loves the other rock lady. My heart. But she's her son, but he's a rock. <laughs> and the father's thing is shows different and they're in the city and they're singing and I'm crying. Gosh, and I don't, yeah. The music's incredible it too. Is. Like yeah. it's, of all the shows I've seen, like I end up usually getting really annoyed with musical numbers just mm-hmm. because they often end up just feeling a little cheesy. Like I think that's happened a lot with My Little Pony. Yes, I watch My Little Pony too. Uh, hey, I, it, it has really good themes too. There's there's some it's good sweet. stuff going on in My Little Pony. Um, and sometimes it feels like the musical numbers are just added in so they can sell an album. Yeah. Like it absolutely feels that way. But this feels so purposeful and the music's so incredible. Down to the point that, that, they, that they integrated the theme song for the show into canon. Like, like yeah. Steven wrote the Steven Universe theme song. Yeah. Uh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And which you don't find out for, what, 100 episodes? Something like that? It's be- Which I, I've just ruined that for you. But that's going to happen. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's like the least spoiler thing. So of, of all the songs, um, I, I mean, that, this was a question from one of our, uh, one of our uh, listeners who wrote in. But I'm going to go ahead and ask, what, mm-hmm. um, what's your favorite? Uh, that's so hard because they're so good. Yeah. I, I, I remember when the album came out and I bought it immediately. Mm-hmm. I was just like, finally. Um, I think maybe Love Like You, which Aww. is the ending credits theme. Because I remember watching the show and then noticing slowly that, that all the credits just kind of pieced together as a song. And then I got obsessed with it. And there's these few YouTubers that would compile all the different pieces together and like make a longer version of it and then the shorter just condensed version of just the vocals and then of course they finally released the album and they released the official song of it and I was just another so qu- okay so another question a reader asked and I, I want to okay. it's so hard though that's oh, probably, do, you, probably do you have another one you want to qualify um yeah you, you it's over it? isn't it oh, oh god yeah I, I it's over, isn't it? Is is it? There's a re. It's kind of like you know when people talk about what's your favorite video game, Super Mario Brothers, yeah. Mario World. There's a reason because sometimes mm-hmm. things just stand out. It's over, isn't it? Killed me. The yeah, first time I, I saw it. watched it a billion times after, and like I still do sometimes. I have it down on my phone, and I just watch it because I buy all the episodes digitally. Oh, I remember I and, tweeted about it when I watched it, and uh, you just wrote back to me immediately, like ah, and I was like, like oh my gosh, nose. It's like, and I know we're making a big, if you watch the thing, yeah, you know what we're talking about here. Sorry if you haven't seen this here. yet. <laughs> but let me tell you what, folks, uh, all silliness aside, it, it is the mythology that makes the show beautiful. I think each episode's 11 minutes, 11 mm-hmm. minutes, but it is the most carefully constructed 11 minutes you're going to find on TV. And it just builds and it is mythological. It, it, it Throw away things from a hundred episodes ago become plot points and it never feels convoluted. It never mm-hmm. feels like they weren't. It's what it's what Lost is pretending to be. <laughs> well, uh, don't tell Marty that. Yeah, it, no, it is, though. It, it is what Lost or The Leftovers wishes it were. Mm-hmm. A show where things that didn't seem meaningful early on are tremendously meaningful and it's not convoluted or forced. It's just beautiful and sometimes it's like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> but more often, yeah. they use it to, to use it for emotional and storytelling gravity. It's not a rug that pulls out from under you. Yeah, it doesn't it, feel cheap. It's always very earned. Yeah, it's very, very earned. And it advances the story. Mm-hmm. And even when they introduce new mysteries, those new mysteries make sense in the they're the next step. And you, we're, this show is going 
places constantly. And oh, I love it so much. I just thought, I, I, now I'm babbling. So Perhaps so the worst thing about Steven Universe, though, is its release schedule. Because <laughs> oh, it has not. none. <laughs> no, it does not. Miranda, uh, for people who don't have never heard of a Steven bomb, <laughs> um, describe this, they're please. They're both the best and the worst. So Steven Universe isn't on a regular schedule of release like most shows are. Um, Steven bombs are just a few weeks when they're like, hey, guys, we have new Steven Universe for you. Next few weeks, we got a Steven bomb. And so they're just one a week. It's just yep. a few episodes of an arc usually. And that's it. And then, then it you vanishes never know. for months. You never know. when. Yeah, we just had one episode. Mm-hmm. For the holidays, yep. that was it. Gosh, uh, and then too, it's like if you don't have Cartoon Network, if you don't have a cable subscription, then you just have to wait until it's on like Google Play or Apple TV or whatever you want to buy it on, or like iTunes. I guess I just buy through Google Play, and every time I'm just like, is there a new Stephen? Is there a new season? <laughs> Am I just one time I remember I missed like four episodes oh. because I just hadn't purchased the new season. I thought it was still going to go on the current season I had because yep. it was short. And well, the Amazon seasons and the schedule seasons are different too. Do you know that? Like yeah. if you per- oh my gosh, yeah, that's it just it's just like season up. seven on Amazon, but it's season five on television. But it's it's like what? But yeah, I don't- no, wait, Hulu puts it out. It's different, and yeah. so anyway. Yeah. But it's worth the trouble. Gosh, yes, it so is. They know you will come. There's find it. only one episode that I think of that is like actually bad. Yeah. Oh, which what's the bad episode? The Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> that, that episode is awful. <laughs> I was like, what did you guys do? Why did you write this? What do you what do you dislike about it? God, like his uncle's so bad. He's so bad. Like I just it felt like every show that had to have a Thanksgiving episode or some holiday episode was just like, we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna bring in this guy and it's not gonna matter otherwise. And it's just for this. And it's not that well written. But sorry. Other than Thanksgiving episodes <laughs> than and that. that weird character flying off in his airplane and all the all the rest of that. What, um, let's talk about heart for a minute. Yeah. Um, because heart is a hard thing to qualify or quantify. Heart is, and people tell stories, unless they're, you know, Transformers movies, they're designed to move us emotionally in some way, to excite us, to make us sad, to make us laugh, comedy, tragedy, drama, horror, frightness. Steven Universe, what, what do you think it's trying to accomplish in you, and how does it get there? Oh. <laughs> Well, I think it's trying to make me cry most of the time because it's so sweet. Um, I think the most interesting thing is just seeing... It just wants to show us Steven's life and how he figures things out Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of expectations on him. Are we going to start going to spoilers? Because I think it's time. Let's do it. So if you have not seen Steven Universe, please, I hope we sold you by now. Go watch it. Yeah, definitely. It's absolutely worth your time. It's for sure on Hulu. Um, but now we're going to start talking spoilers. We're going to start spoiling. Um, yep. so yeah, so just, there's so many layers to this, right? Cause you want, this is about Steven mm-hmm. and about him coping with his mother and kind of figuring out the expectations for him as a half human, half gem. Right. And carrying on the legacy of his mother. And like, you see that more and more and more as the show goes on, like what that means, especially with Bismuth. Like that was, Oh, Oh, ooh. that was weird. Yeah. Oh. And especially now as we're getting with pink diamond and like what that means and the rebellion and how I that all just kind of like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh God. I love it with, uh, with Mr. Greg. And he's just like, don't forget about mom. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. <laughs> just like how Steven embraces and is kind of figuring out what that all means and how he also takes it on as like a lighthearted thing every now and then too. It's just so endearing. Yeah. And as we, like ultimately this is about his mom. Like this is about her. 
even though it is about Steven, yeah. it's mostly about her. Rose yep. Quartz is, like you said, the most present character in the show because yeah. everything boils back down to her. It boils back down to whole world being like, well, what happened to Rose Quartz? We're trying to find her. Like, yep. you did this thing. It's like, I'm not her, and what, but she I meant am. To Garnet, Amethyst, yeah. Pearl, Greg, Steven, her leg. Gosh. It's a show about implications. The yeah. implications of a life and then the implications of their actions and response. And then it, it reminds me, frankly, of... This is going to sound, I hope this isn't too navel-gazy about me-ish. Um, it reminds me of therapy at its best. When you start realizing that you talk about actions having consequences, and those consequences sometimes make you want to fight or run away or freeze, or, but that when consequences come back, you just keep acting in them. You keep building the story of your life, and the good and the bad comes from it. And then you only have so much control. You have the control in that one moment, and then things keep coming back, and you can't plan your future. Steven Universe is a show about the futility of planning your future, I think, or trying to live in the past, but being very cognitive of both. Uh, maybe that's a little too goofy, but it's, it's something that struck me during the show and pulled tears out of me more than once. Yeah. It, it reminds it's about it, it's about... But there Rose is, off in the distance, this, this ghost. Yeah, and I think this is just great in how even though it is like this technically like sci-fi show with like tons of aliens and war and all these crazy things like it just implies so well to real life yeah and like expectations from family and friends about like what your life should be and how you handle that and like how you handle mistakes and how you handle depression and how you handle friendship and just all these weirdly very easy to apply things to your life. And I say weird just because it is just so imaginative mm -hmm. and like maybe sometimes it's a little bit harder, but that also makes it easier to process sometimes. Let's talk about Rose and these four main characters. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've, we've got more beyond, but let's talk about the four people that live in the house together. Yeah. We have Rose and Pearl. Whew. I remember when I was showing this to Brian. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, wow, Pearl has some issues. He's <laughs> like, yeah, she's got some stuff to work through. <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah, when you first meet her, you just see how, how poignant she is and withdrawn she is from certain things. Like yep. you, just, you just see these very special ticks about her, especially when it comes to Rose Quartz and like how she treats Greg yeah. and Steven, like how she puts Steven on this pedestal and how that one messes up Steven a little bit. Yep. And just the resolution is so good. It is. And, and and it's hard to just talk about because I just start freaking out. But no, it, it yeah. is. It is. Well, it's still playing out to a point. I mean, mm -hmm. she's starting to grow when she goes to the party. I, I, I think that oh watching gosh. her put the jacket on and, and try to change and the awkwardness of trying to get over something mm -hmm. when you know you're trying to. I mean, is there anything worse in life? than trying to get over a relationship knowing you're trying to get over it. Yeah. It's the most awkward, worst, most horrible thing in the world. And and they did such a good job with that. And also that I'd go for that. And then the other, I think about her teaching Connie to fight. Ooh. And, ooh. That one was rough. It's like your life does not matter. And like yeah. you realize this whole time, like she's saying what she thought about herself and yep. relevance to Rose Quartz. And it's just like, you can die and that's fine because this other person's more important than you. Yeah. Where Steven's like, no, that's not... That's not how this works. That's not, that's not what a real good relationship is. And like, you, you understand where Pearl's coming from with this. But 
it's just such an eye-opening episode about her mentality about her life and and to an extent it like makes sense too because of how pearls are treated mm -hmm. and like they're meant to be like the subservient yeah person that just serves someone else forever and like you don't matter and pearl's grown so far beyond that but yeah, she still but still has that in her has that of in like her. wanting to serve rose quartz and be everything for rose quartz and then when that doesn't happen you know you think <laughs> pearl is white diamonds pearl no okay i wondered have, have they have they ever i don't know whose pearl she would have been because there's there's the yellow diamonds pearl is yellow yeah and so that's made me wonder since, she, but that's probably, I'm probably pushed, you know, that's. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably more pearls. I kind of want to go look at, yeah, yeah, there's probably a lot of pearls. There's probably Like the thing pearls. is like, there's, when you see Homeworld, like there's obviously a lot of different gems that yeah. aren't used the same way as the ones that we see. Well, I mean, we just met Agnes, right? I yeah. mean, we keep meeting new people, we're not sure how many there are. Yeah. Know. Oh, there are a lot of gems, by what the did, way. I'm sorry. <laughs> in real life. Complete tangent from the, <laughs> yeah, last, from the from this week's episode. But when, when they crawl out of Lars's head and oh, yeah. he's wearing the Macross outfit. Oh, my God. I, like, lost I, it. It's so good. Have you seen the poster for that? No, it's I haven't. so good. I have not seen I didn't know yeah. that was going to happen. I had not seen the poster. I just walked in and was like. I saw some fan art for it, and so I was just like. Oh, the scar and there so is with the cloak and it just it looks like straight out of straight out of Robotech. It was just amazing. I'm so proud of you, Lars. Yeah, it was beautiful. Doing it. And this then the cool and too. then having Emerald have the eye patch and it was beautiful. And the teeth. The teeth yeah. were or the, with the did you notice the the slight points on oh. Emerald's teeth look just anyway, I'm sorry. No. It's holy yeah. Zendretti, Batman. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I I got really tickled by that. Yeah. Um Rose's legacy and Garnet. Oh, so I think there's just a lot more simple because it feels resolved mm -hmm. in a way. Um, or at least they haven't really tried to pick it back up. Yep. So the big surprise there, of course, was that Garnet was a fusion, which I kind of thought about for a second once. I was like, wow, Garnet has two gems. That's really weird. Mm -hmm. And then never thought about it again, even though we had seen fusion. Right. Like we knew what fusion was, but Garnet was just always Garnet. Right. Fusion was just Voltron. At yeah. that point for us, right? That yeah. was just, yeah, we're yeah. just joining together. I, oh I've been gosh. told, I, I, I've never watched it, but apparently when, oh, what's what's the form called when all three of them join? Um, I've forgotten. When Pearl Garnet. Oh, gosh, I always forget their, their names. Well, anyway, when when uh, when they're having dinner with Connie's parents yeah. and fall apart, mm -hmm. that if you look very carefully in freeze frame, this is many episodes before they reveal Garnet, that you can see Ruby and oh, uh, falling them. out. Like you don't see... It's in that episode. They planned it back Ooh. then. Yeah, you see Ruby and Sapphires. The four shapes fall out, and then Garnet recoalesces before they stop glowing. So you never actually—it's—it's mm. it's really, so really, really cool. Never really realized you'd have the to gems. freeze the frame right then uh, to see it, which is kind of cool. I uh, love that. Uh, yeah, isn't that great? It's the, the, so well thought out. Maybe more complicated is uh, Rose and uh, Amethyst. Yeah. So. I always forget, did Amethyst really know Rose that so much? Like, Amethyst, it seemed like, she, well, she was like a child, because every time we see the flashbacks to her and Greg, Amethyst is like a little kid. I'm glad you said the flashbacks to her and Greg, because that's where I was going. Is yeah, because that, that's, that's really the only time we see their exposure, and like Amethyst doesn't really know as much about the war and like all of this things about Homeworld. And, and Amethyst is connected yeah. to Rose through Greg. Mm -hmm. And one of the most disturbing things I've, watched on television i i don't know how much subtext you can cram into two minutes of children's tv but when she and greg are arguing 
after watching the the, the TV together. Was, yeah, it is one of the most unsettling things. I've yeah, ever it's watched. so like just Steven's reaction was also my reaction is like what, what? Yeah, it's like what is this? Like it's just, <laughs> I'm going to turn into the woman you love who's dead to hurt you. Yeah, because you hurt me. Yeah, <gasps> amethyst. We've been hanging out for days together, and what? Because he took her away. He broke her world. That what? Yeah, it's really, really, really disturbing. Yeah, Amethyst's growth is really interesting too. Just like her whole plot of just figuring out who she is and like yeah. coming to terms with herself as a gem and like her powers and her strength versus other amethysts is enlightening as well. Yeah, and like also her plot feels a little resolved. Not it, necessarily done, but it's not as it's, shaken as Pearl's. Yeah, we, no, I mean Pearl of, of everybody. Pearl's the only one of the of the core group that I still, you know, there's a universe where Pearl goes bad. Uh, that that could, I don't think it will happen, but I think it could. Um, <laughs> she's the she's the only one of of the four that could ever see going off the deep end. Uh, mm-hmm. Even now, and I don't think she will. I, I don't have that. Yeah, I think she's way too loyal and, and yeah, and loving. St- and Steven Universe doesn't hurt you that way. Characters don't betray themselves. Yeah, they 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 tend to hurt themselves more than other people around them. Um, mm-hmm. Which we'll, we'll get to that in a second. And then finally, of course, Steven and his mom, which is you know kind of the core of what's driving the show at this time. I like that. Just all of the show, and especially with between Steven and his mom, a lot of it's about. No one is perfect. I mean, like, obviously no one's perfect, but either pure or just good. Like, there are problems with everyone. Everyone makes massive mistakes, and you can't take that back. And someone has to deal with it sometimes. And Stephen discovering everything about this is just really wonderful how he has to work through that. And it's just really relatable in any sort of sense. Like, if you've ever felt like oh i didn't know this thing about someone and now i do mm. and coping with that can be really difficult it's powerful yeah and i don't think it's explored very often like usually it's just the quick oh i was betrayed or i feel betrayal and then it's cut off and it's done but this just takes time to let simmer and explore and cope and yeah. and that's weird because the show's so short i mean there's yeah. a lot of episodes but they're all 11 minutes long yeah, technically. there I, 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 there's more emotional gravity Locked up in a single Steven Universe episode in 11 minutes than in some seasons of Game of Thrones. It's it's amazing. They really do resolve things. It's not about shocking you. And in that weird way, you called it mature earlier. Mm. It's mature in the non-bald Space Marine sense. It's mature in the non-M-rated sense. It's it's mature in the in the wise sense. It mm. really is profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pro- there are very few things that are. <laughs> That's what I yeah, love about I it. I think. It's rare to find such a smart show. Yeah. Like, it knows what it's doing. And it doesn't preach at you. Yeah. And, although it manages to teach. Yeah, and like, it's not hard to understand either. Like, it's mm-hmm. not overly complex, but it is complex at the same time, and, like, the emotions it's trying to convey and solve. And I love how it speaks to different people uh, of different... I, I was brought into the, full, the, the cult of Steven Universe by a couple of uh, friends of mine, Hollander Cooper and Bobby Miller. I had dabbled in it, but I just had never gotten pulled in. I, because if you watch a single episode, unless you hit it at the right point, you may be like, what's the big deal? And that's... And boy, is it a then big deal. Then you just watch a few more, yeah. and then you watch a few more. 
and then you're crying and then you're still watching more. <laughs> yeah. And it just keeps going. I, I keep going back to that. But, but those, uh, I was impressed by, this is a show that would be equally appealing to those folks, to me, to you, to millions of people of, of ages seven to 70. I mean, and we've barely talked about Rebecca Sugar and, and how all this came together, but can you give us a quick precis of, of what, what that's all about? So from what I know, Rebecca Sugar was one of the Adventure Time crew. Yeah. And so, so many good people have come out of that show. Mm -hmm. And it's like incredible how they've all been giving like these budgets and just like, hey, do what you want. I mean, hopefully they say that. (laughs) Because (laughs) I'm sure it's not exactly do what you want. But um, I would like it to be because obviously what they're creating is just incredible and honest and good. And I want more of that. And so she went on to make Steven Universe. I actually don't remember, know all the background yet because mm-hmm. I'm still, I just got, I have the Steven Universe art book that I'm going to read. Yeah, art and something. But it's like a background, a lot of the creation of Steven Universe and mm. stuff. And so I've only glanced at a few pages. But what about the way Steven Universe uh, characterizes, this comes up sooner or later always, sexuality? Or, Good. Yeah. It's so. Here, it just yeah like the nice thing is like not about it like it doesn't question it it just lets it be mm-hmm. and that's always like the best kind of conversation for sexuality for me personally mm-hmm. as like when i see it um and of course there's media that challenges what should be acceptable and all that kind of stuff and that's mm-hmm. good too but because this is a kid show like or i mean Rebecca sugar said it herself like this is made for kids mm-hmm. um or intended to that's the intended audience mm-hmm. um it's just so good to see that not questioned and like actual sexual relations kind of technically be portrayed, mm-hmm. but not make it mature. Like it's just a thing of life mm-hmm. and it is a bond and it's pure and it's a thing that happens between two people that care about each other enough to have that bond. It's lovely. I like the way you put that. I, I It's extraordinary, again, so very often um, when talking about a subject, you know, what's the old joke, sex, politics, and religion, you know, the three things you never talk (laughs) about. And yet, and when we do, we tend to get dogmatic. We tend to get preachy. We tend to get prickly because there there are deep passions and, and, and things that feed into this for us. Steven universe manages to engage things with a just refreshing straightforwardness. Mm. Um, the way that it uses, everything it uses metaphor without preaching and almost no one can do that stefani is stefani and i love stefani and i absolutely adored watching stefani shave me too i was just Um, like stefani shaves yeah it was beautiful everything we learn about stefani is wonderful and even their like their fusion to begin with i was just like yeah what? And no one has ever said, and this is a powerful metaphor for important things. No, we're just showing just something mm. that's fascinating and wonderful. Mm. And that is incredible because it's the inception of, 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 of a discussion. It's the beginning of an idea. And it's lovely. That's, that's mm. my take on it. Yeah. Um, you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, 100%. And just refreshing to see that. Changing course. Who is best gem? We're not just talking about in the house now. Now we're, know, now we're branching out here. Everybody. That's really hard. <sighs> who is best gem? I hate, I hate that question. Yeah. yeah you Wait, hate who, it? Who about you? 
Oh, Peridot. I knew I was going to say Peridot. How you did you know that? Image. You sent me that image of Peridot. Yeah. Oh, I love Peridot. Even Peridot is just delightful. I, I love Peridot. But Ever not... since I've watched Peridot reading internet posts on the show, <laughs> to this day, when I read something annoying on the internet that makes me angry, if I remember, and I work very hard to remember, I immediately read it again in Peridot's voice. <laughs> I feel better. When the, when, when the president tweets something terrible, I read it again in Peridot's voice, and I feel a little better about the world. When somebody says something mean in a comment section, I read it in Peridot's voice, and I feel a little better about the world. Because mm. Peridot's extraordinary combination of straightforward literalism, absolute ignorance, complete arrogance, and beautiful heartfelt wonder and compassion make her best gem i mm. love peridot i love that peridot gets so many good lines i love peridot and lou oh man i'm sorry i'm oh. i didn't make it um <laughs> so how do you feel about peridot and lapras, lapras and their relationship they gosh their stuff makes me so happy and i'm glad that they visit the barn enough to just kind of say hey let's check in on peridot and lapis and see how they're feeling about things well miranda that's why i Their lost little family that's why little i got family. tongue tried um <laughs> i'm just gonna seem so silly to people that know the show i'm sitting here like oh. what happened about four or five episodes ago mm, up there with my all-time favorite episodes so good because it's so rare in any medium and especially television to depict someone who's dealt with abuse and trauma in a situation where we're allowed to see that the horror that encompasses relational decisions coming mm -hmm. out of that, how the pain that's been inflicted on someone else can manifest through their lives continually and echo in their relationships and in the pain of their decision making. And when Lapis very logically chooses to step away, she does so wrecking Peridot. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean Lapis is bad and Peridot's good, which is one of the things I love about the episode. It means that Lapis has had a harder time than just about anybody on this show and has been With Earth. Yeah. treated so horribly so many times. And it's nothing more on Earth than for people to just leave her alone and let her make her art in her barn <laughs> and deserves it and still is forced to make painful, awful decisions and she chooses logically but painfully to walk away and in that process of doing what she needs to do or thinks she needs to do, she causes, or as a result, there's pain in Peridot. And that's a part of trauma that I don't think it's talked about as much in fiction as it probably should. Hmm. Um, it took a long time to say that, but that episode wrecked me um, because of that. Just sitting there going, you know what? When somebody hurts somebody else, that hurt can start a chain of consequence. Yeah, Peridot was like just willing to go along yeah. and almost just went along. But, and like the resentment that would have been there 
like, I mean, could have been there, you yeah. know, obviously Peridot didn't want to leave and no. just the way they go about solving that and kind of coming to a middle ground between both of them is just excellent. Yeah. And I, I love that Lapis, I love that she did. It was kind of a mirror of the episode with, uh, with Ruby when Ruby comes to the, um, comes to the barn and everybody Ruby's playing them all for a fool. And Lapis is just like, no, no, man, do not trust Ruby. And everybody's like, no, no, no. In the end, Ruby's totally playing. Them. Yeah. And I was like, no, don't let Ruby be bad. Don't let Ruby. Ruby's and Lapis's distrust totally in that situation. It was exactly correct. In this situation, Lapis's distrust placed her in a place where it's, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And Peridot. Ugh. Oh, sorry. I talked, I ran into no, that yeah. a little. No, Peridot's your favorite. I asked you about Peridot and Lapis. Yeah. And yeah. So Peridot, watching Peridot get her heart broken tore me up pretty bad. And watching Lapis get hurt that way. What about you? I'm just gonna cry. I don't know. That's the hard part, right? I don't know. I really love Connie. <gasps> Connie, so I well, love oh, Connie. Well, Connie's superb. Talk about Connie. Connie, of course, older than Steven. And I like that that shows in so many ways. Like, she's a little bit bigger and obviously, like, goes through different things in school. But just the way she behaves between her and Steven and their decisions on how they are as people is really good because it just shows, like, the immaturity difference between. Like yeah, girls and Steven's boys like, at that age. Steven's fourteen, but Connie. No, wait, she's no, she's younger. She's younger, but technically, but he ages but she, less quickly. Yes, yeah. and she. I was like, no, 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 this is wrong. Yeah. No, but because she's still, even though she's younger, she still has like this incredible maturity. Yeah, and I love how involved she wants to be in Steven's life and constantly pushes him when she when he pushes away. She's like, no, you didn't even ask me. Yep. Oh, like, how so dare you? Great. That was, and the fact that she didn't pick up and the fact that she wasn't there. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Just, just all the ways she responds to Steven's selfishness and some of his things that he's going through. So good. Like she doesn't, it's not that he deserves to be reprimanded for it. It's just that she also doesn't let him wallow in self-pity or mm-hmm. kind of get away with doing something that's not okay to do to another person. Oh, it's it, the one you love is the easiest to hurt. Mm-hmm. And the one that it, when you're not being thoughtful or mindful is the person that it almost feels okay to hurt or take advantage of or take for granted. And Steven does that with Connie a lot and Connie doesn't put up with it. And that's fantastic. And that doesn't mean she hates Steven. It just, just means she cares about him and she wants the relationship to be good. Exactly. And yeah, also seeing her and her family is just really nice. I like that she has a family. <laughs> I like that. It's oh, in the hospital, good. that was lovely. Oh, uh, gosh, that, yeah. That was great. I also love when you get the two of them together. Again, we mentioned Stevani earlier, but I love how carefully written Stevani is. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the fact that their strengths and flaws of each person are so prevalent in Stevani. Yeah, I also like that sometimes Stevani just kind of looks one way and then speaks the other when they're kind of talking oh, to each other. Rad. When I they love it. when they kind of disrupt just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And do you notice how long they stayed together in in the it's like easy fusion. It's yep. like, well, no they're problem. Good now. We get that's really 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 cool. Oh, I love it. What about Beach City residents? I do like Lars. Yeah. I think especially with this change, it's made me like him way more. I mean, of course they made him more interesting. But they finally kill somebody. Yeah. And it's Lars in space. (laughs) Also, we know how Lion exists now. I know. I was like, whoa. (laughs) 
I remember seeing fan art for it before I got to watch the episode and I was furious. Because oh. I saw Pink Lars. It's like, <gasps> maybe it's just like a color thing. And I was like, I don't really understand. But it's like, because he died and Steven can bring him back to life with healing tears. And it's like, holy spit. But yeah. I love that too. Like de- death, death has, we've only seen death, what, once in the entire show, right? And Lars is the only character to die at this that point. That we've seen. On camera. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that they find ways to give us stakes and gravity that are far beyond death. I love that. Steven Universe hurts you constantly, but it doesn't rely on cheap tricks to do it. Uh, he, Lars's death was powerful, but the fact that he lived was just used to advance the story even further. And, yeah. And to yeah. advance his character. Yeah. Uh, and that's the amazing part. It's interesting about the latest episode and seeing how confident he is and how just into the setting he is. And he's like, I'm a captain and I'm going to fight. What was it? Um, oh, uh, uh, Emerald? Emerald. Yeah. yeah, I was like, green, 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 yeah, Emerald. Emerald. Yeah, uh, and just bothering the heck out of her. And then Stephen brings up Sadie. You just watch, it's there he is. so good. I think, I don't know, Beach City is just like, I, I just love both of them together and like yeah. seeing Sadie. And Do you how, love them together? I yes. Want, I wanted to ask. Okay, you love Lars and Sadie. So they... they I love them as friends. Like okay. they're just like, they're just such good friends but Lars is also awful to her because he doesn't know how to treat her how he wants to be with her mm-hmm. and because he doesn't understand his affection for her I think is just be that's why he also treats her badly sometimes because he thinks he can just ditch her when he needs to because he thinks he has a secure thing with her so do you think changed Lars and changed Sadie stay friends oh yeah yeah I think they're better for it yeah for sure okay. sometimes that... you just need time apart <laughs> that's true that's there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. All right, so I've gone down kind of that. So I'm going to read a couple of these that folks sent in. Okay. If you don't yeah. Mind. Yes, I'm please. Going to pop in here while I'm doing that. I want to thank our Patreon producer Robert Nieder. Robert, thank you so much. His support uh, helps make this show possible, and also all of you that give on Patreon and who listen, who subscribe, Pocketsville Zoo Facebook group, at all, etc. All right, so here's a, a few questions from the Facebook group for somebody who hasn't seen the show yet. Why should I watch it? That's a question from Destin. I think we kind of covered, we covered that. that. So if you're going to put it in one sentence, Miranda. It's not one of, it's not only one of the most beautifully animated shows I've seen, but it's also one of the most beautifully written shows. And go. almost every episode will impact you in some way. Except Thanksgiving. Except for Thanksgiving. Almost. Almost every episode. <laughs> There's some here and there that are just like fun episodes that won't. Yeah do much for you but i like some of the freak fun. of the week episodes actually yeah. i enjoy a couple of them quite a bit and then sometimes they fool you because you think you're watching a freak of the week episode and 30 episodes later the beach city uh like food showdown episode oh was pretty much food wars yes i do remember that yeah. and i love that it's really good i love that Pizza I love, bagels <laughs> i love garnet at the arcade oh um, gosh yes <laughs> i think if i if i didn't have to choose a gem i kind of i kind of skew towards garnet it's so good. I love her. She's such a good leader <laughs> without being like the leader. Yeah, exactly. She's it's the so non-Leonardo. She's yeah. she's like she's not she's not uh she's not Cyclops, she's not Leonardo. She's the she's a great leader, but interesting instead of I'm the leader. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I should have let you speak instead of interrupting. No, no. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you there. She's she's she she how do what makes her do that? What makes that work? I think just because of how Ruby and Sapphire are together and then their fusion just results in this wonderfully cool collected person that's confident because they've experienced so much. 
and they've gone so much, through so much together. Actually, Tyler awesome. wants to know, can you ask her who her favorite character is and why it's Garnet? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> there we go. So that's that you've answered Tyler, Tyler's question there. Uh, we've got um, a couple here. Uh, Patrick wants to know, what's the first animated show, just animated show, you remember watching as a child? Oh, I don't know. Don't know? I no. mean, show? Yeah. Not movie, actually. He said show. like, so movie never... for sure, like, there's a lot of them. Well, I asked him specifically about TV animation. Right. So, um, something you remember from early on. I mean, what do I remember from being a kid? Yeah, something I you don't remember know, early like, on. I remember the earliest movies. Like, you used to watch Land Before Time a lot. Mm -hmm. And, of course, a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, and I remember watching Sailor Moon really early on, but I mean, not that early. I don't know. I remember I grew up in, in that, that horrible age of the leftover, terrible American 70s cartoons were still on TV early in the morning. So like Super Friends and the Hanna-Barbera crap. Mm. And so I ended up stuck watching a lot of that. And it was almost like hate watching. Even oh. as a child, I knew this was not good. It's just like, and then better mm. things came along, thank God. But but there for a while, it was it was I, a wasteland. Yeah, I don't know, cause like the way I kind of put these things into context is I remember my room at the time, like the age, cause I can kind of think about cartoons and which room I watched them in, mm -hmm. and I don't know. It's a good, you know. Sorry. Sometimes the answer is I don't know. Um, Alex wants to know, uh, as a fan, what do you do when you see Steven Universe criticism? Uh, like the different character design and show and height and things like that. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Like, you don't like it, it's, that's fine. I'm not going to change your mind. <laughs> but I'm, like, willing to, like, listen to it and see, like, what they, like, if they have points that I could maybe agree with or, like, try to understand why. Um, generally, that's kind of what I do whenever there's something I love and someone doesn't love. I'm actually really curious to, like, strike that conversation, like, understand, like, what they don't like and maybe we can kind of exchange different information and understand each other better and different perspectives of the show love that marcus asked uh, what anime are you watching this season <sighs> okay so i was just doing a big thing for card capture sakura speaking of magical girls um and just watched the entire series of like the original so like the first three arcs which was 70 episodes and so i just got done with that so i'm kind of behind on anime for the season and stuff still actually hasn't aired some new stuff is starting this weekend which won't be this weekend by the time this airs, I think. But anyway, um, I'm watching for sure Sanrio Boys, which surprised the heck out of me because it's oh. actually, yeah, it's about some boys that like Sanrio characters. Weird, very easy. I'm and sold. It's surprisingly very sweet and like a little bit about how like societally like boys aren't supposed to like cute things. They're like, yeah, we're going to like best. it. Except for this one boy who's like, oh, like the whole first episode is about this one boy who's like, I can't like this because I will get teased. And he was when he was uh. a kid. And then he ends up finding some other guys. It's just like, nah, this is my princess. I love her. My melody. And, and he's just like, what? Like, you're not worried? And like some girl teases them. And she's like, get away. That's my princess. I don't care. And it's just so good. I need to watch this. I was so surprised. Oh, okay. I'm checking Yeah, I mean, out. it's not like the most incredible story ever, but it's mm -hmm. like really sweet. And so I, I'd like to see how that kind of evolves. It's about them, of course, now, the Sanrio boys coming together and being so, friends and that loving Sanrio lovely. characters. Thanks for that recommendation. Yeah. Um, that, um, the ancient Magus Bride is continuing. So I'm still watching that. Cardcaptor Soccer, Clear Card, of course. Is um, the ancient Magus Bride as good as everyone says? 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I read the manga, so it's kind of weird for me to connect with the anime uh, the same way because I already yeah. know everything that's going to happen, but it's still really beautiful and I love it. So, yes, watch that. Um, Laid Back Camp, which is really cool because it's just about girls who go camping. Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah. Super, okay. Laid back super camp. nice. <laughs> uh, and what else? Uh, plenty of other things, but yeah, I'm going to write something on it. IGN sometimes. So. Yeah. IGN, yeah. you say? <gasps> yeah, place I work. Yeah. Wow. Plug away. Wow. Um, yeah, so I've actually been covering some Cardcaptor Sakura stuff, so it'd be really cool if you check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I reviewed the first episode, and then I wrote a thing up on when Sakura confesses her affection, which is a cliffhanger from the original series, because it's only answered in a movie, and in the prologue for Clear Card, that has not aired anywhere, um, but Control's doing a special movie night where they have both of those airing in theaters in the U.S. only. So I kind of wrote up uh, when soccer confesses kind of thing, so you can kind of learn about that. Good idea and read that. Yeah. And then, like um, I also wrote a thing. Sorry, I'm going to plug one more thing. You plug um, all you want. So Anime Strike recently closed, which was a- Amazon's uh, anime channel. Mm-hmm. And... So since all of those are no longer exclusive just to their channel and they're all on Amazon Prime, I went ahead and just kind of compilated a little slideshow of oh. the animation watch that came from that. So there's like eight that I highly recommend. So. I have not read this and I will read yeah. it now because I hope this it's, is exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting because oh. I can't get into the details of it. This is about Steven Universe, so. Oh, you know, anyway. actually, Well, I asked some yeah. general questions about TV animation, too. So that yeah, people are allowed to ask. Don't worry, you're just no, answering the No, it's just exciting that that's going to Amazon Prime instead of being its own channel, which was like double paywall, which is not ideal for anybody. Uh, so it's exciting, and hopefully Amazon will not reinstate that ever again. But we'll continue to do more anime, because I know they picked up a show this season. But. I also asked people what their favorite TV animation was. Uh, Mick said Avatar The Last Bender and Legend of Korra. Very good. Were some of the best shows I'd watched. Uh, hopefully you adored them as well. Yeah. Uh, and he said, did you know there was a Kickstarter of a pro-bending board game? Uh, I funded it, and it looked fun. I don't know huh? uh, about the Kickstarter. No, no I didn't know about that. I didn't know that either. Uh, greater impact on animated TV, Cowboy Bebop or Simpsons, asks Phil. Mm, probably Simpsons because of the reach it has. Mm-hmm. I think you're going for impact generally. Yeah, I think Simpsons is kind of like... It's like a monument. Yeah, Simpsons is is sort of like Jupiter or, or the sun. It just the gravity from it pulls everything toward it. It, mm-hmm. it really has shape. There's, there's not that it's many... It's still going. Uh, Javier asks the question that will forever be debated in my household. Best song is it isn't over. Love like you. Do it for her. Stronger than you. And we already uh, talked about our favorite songs. Just yeah. jumping into a couple more of these mm. to make sure that we don't miss things people are writing in. Stronger than me is really good. Yeah, there's a lot of questions here, so I don't think Stealth's I'm going to be good. able to get to all of them before the end of the show. Sure. But um, let's see. Thank you for your questions. Oh, yeah. Uh, John was talking about the 90s Batman cartoon that also gave his mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, so you good. You like 90s Batman? Of course. Yeah? Oh, yeah. it's I found. Had- I remember when I was a little kid, I had uh, Batman pants. Those were my favorite sweatpants. Batman pants? Yeah, they're just from the animated series. They had like the small logo of him when he's like on, in front of the light and like the opening. Um, I think it was like the lightning. Anyway. I'm reasonably sure I still have Batman pants. Yeah, so the, the, but specifically Batman the animated series pants. And I was very proud of them. They That's were my favorite. Rad. What are your favorite pants you own now? My favorite pants? Yeah. Um, probably my black skinny jeans. My Ooh. favorite because they look the best on me. Cool. My favorite pants are my Oscar Mayer Wiener pajama pants. Wow. Yeah. Very they're the, good. They're the Wiener Mobile. Like the, the, it, that makes me so happy. Very I, nice. I think it's awesome. Yeah. 
I'm a big fan of the fact that there's a giant car that drives from city to city that, <laughs> that's shaped like a giant hot dog. I, if there's anything more obscenely American it's true. than a hot dog <laughs> car that drives from town to town to sell a product, it's just it's the American dream embodied. And, and the fact that someone put it in a dog pajamas makes me very happy. Uh, let's see. Uh, lots of things about this favorite song. Yeah, I think we probably need to, to step away from these for a second. Because we are getting near the end of the time. But I haven't given you any free-form time at all. I've asked some questions, but hmm. what else you want to say about Steven Universe? Hmm. Beyond what we've discussed. I like that even though it does try to do a lot of serious things, it gives itself breathing room for Beach City. <laughs> I really like the big donut, and I like it every time they go inside because I like to see how they design the donuts. <laughs> the different donuts that I are there. I love the background. Yeah. Any animation, like when they go in a store, I get so excited. I started a Tumblr about convenience stores and just general stores in in uh, media. Really? Like, yeah. But then I didn't keep up with it because I I did like four posts, and then I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. Um, but I just try to find the designs for them. I just, I don't know why. I love it so just much. just love convenience in uh, general. Just any sort of store. Oh, no. Like, kidding. in video games and movies, but they have to be animated. So, like, they have to be designed specifically for a property. Like, What's just, a great animated store besides the Big Donut? Um, I really like the store in Night in the Woods. Oh. You go to the grocery store once. Oh, wow. It's really nice. Oh, that's interesting. I would, yeah. What is it about it that you like so much? Um, I just like the sections of the store they have. Like you just side scroll, but you like pick stuff up and you, and they talk about the stuff they have to buy for dinner. And so I just, I don't know. I just really like that a lot. Um, also in Cowboy Bebop, the movie, they have a great convenience store scene. That's really good. Oh my gosh. Um, I completely forgot about that. Also in five centimeters per second has a beautiful convenience store. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Okay. Really? What? Five centimeters per second? No, I haven't seen this. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, I miss things. That's Lots. fine. It's on Crunchyroll if you want to watch it. Should I watch it? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Did you like your name? Did you see uh, your yeah, name? Yeah. Oh, God. I love it. Yeah, your same name. director. Okay. So it's not as prof. Mm, it's not as direct as your name, but it's very pretty. Okay. And it's older. It's no, older. I'm, I'm, I'm completely more, ignorant. It's a lot I'm more quiet. It, but I haven't watched it. And less intense. Yeah, okay. there's, there's anyway. a bit of intensity to, to, to your uh, name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I just really love stores. <laughs> So you plugged a couple IGN things before. Uh, anything else, Miranda? You wanna you wanna throw out there? Hmm. I'm a judge for the Anime Awards, which is Crunchyroll's award show, and I think voting starts pretty oh. soon. Uh, this is my second year doing it, so it's very exciting. Do you get a sash or a banner or or no? A, last do you get year, a gavel. So it's kind of weird because last year was very hands off. Like we just kind of submitted nominees, and then that was the extent of our involvement. And this year they're making the nominee process like way more rigorous, and also the voting process a little bit more intense so it's not just fan vote um so i'm a little bit more involved but i don't know if i get any sort of sash do you get to go to a black tie banquet uh they are having an event in la <gasps> and i do hope i get to go oh that's awesome so yeah should, i really hope i get to go you should wear like a robe and a barrister's wig wow. and be like i'm a judge just like <laughs> walking it's like i'm a judge if i can make that cute maybe you we'll see could, i'm sure you could find could. a way i'd make I'm it work sure you'd find a way definitely Oh my gosh, I'm still thinking about my Greg Universe Halloween costume. I really just need to do that. But I want to be Karen so bad this year. I don't know, I'm torn between... Do both. How do you be Greg and Karen? Switch know. off. Halfway through the night, you just change. It's a good thought. Yeah. I was Greg, now I'm Karen. Um, Greg could have a switch, I could believe it. He's got money. Yeah, he does. He has a lot of money. <laughs> it's so weird. 
Friends, thank you so much for watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.